Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. Welcome, everybody, to a podcast of Smut and Dragons. I'm Jillian. I'm Maggie. And we have a guest today. Yay. Introduce yourself, guest. Hi, I'm Taylor. Oh, my gosh. It's Taylor. Taylor's my sister-in-law. <laughs> She's a Keishlin. Yes. But also a friend. But also a friend. Don't you love how um, our group chat that we have, that my first idea, so we were like, we have a group chat between the three of us. Mm-hmm. And... Taylor likes to name group chats. And she said, what should we name this one? And I said, the first thing out of my mouth was the Keishlin wives. One, only one Keishlin wife Only in this one group. Keishlin wife and only two Keishlin and only two wife. Not, it's not something that a <laughs> half-field wife. <laughs> Taylor is single and ready to mingle. And so I don't know where I thought that was going to be. <laughs> that was the one. Yeah. And I said that the group chat should be called Sluts. So we compromised and called it Keishlin, Keishlin question mark Sluts. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> That's what we did. Anyway, what are we here to talk about today, Maggie? Obviously, we're here to talk about books. <laughs> oh, my God. What kind of books? Um, We are going to be talking about holiday books. Holiday romance. We're going to be doing some holiday romance recommendations. And we brought... Tay Tay along to be cute and sassy and share with us one of her books that she has read as well. Yeah, so we have three recommendations for you guys today, which is going to be very, very cute. Who's going to go first? I'm going last. Yeah, Jillian has insisted on going last, which only confirms my suspicions (laughs) that it's going to be hella bad. (laughs) What do you mean? It's going to be unhinged. It's going to be unhinged for sure. Unhinged because of the level of cackle she told us like the level of cackle she had when she told us and just knowing her as a person right, it, right, right. the pitch and tone really lent itself yeah, yeah, yeah. you could feel it <laughs> so who's gonna go first one of you has to do it okay tell you you want to rock paper scissors yeah okay rock paper <laughs> this is gonna be for like, because of the audio call just try your best <laughs> Hey, hey, Maggie, what if I just go first? <laughs> Taylor, what a wonderful suggestion. That's a great suggestion. Wow. Go, first. go ahead. Okay. Hey, tis the season, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book that I have brought forward today mm-hmm. is by the Queen of Smut, Tessa Bailey. It is Window <laughs> Shopping by Tessa Bailey. Window shopping. Window shopping. Um, once again, I was influenced by TikTok. Mm-hmm. And they made me read this book. So window shopping is like a little, little novel that Tessa Bailey self-published. Oh, She wrote it over the pandemic. And this is one that she actually self-published. 
Cute. Is um, she normally like professionally? Well, I guess yeah. She her books yeah. are like, Barnes and Noble and stuff. Yeah. No. Like, cause I know, I know Jillian. You've read, you've read like Hook, Line, and Sinker, and and she has too. Yeah. exactly so it's like she has quite the the breadth of published with a publisher but uh window shopping was self-published she wrote it over the pandemic um it our our lead characters are named stella which you know stars christmas yeah (laughs) stella um and aiden Mm mm-hmm and it's a grumpy sunshine. Mm-hmm. So good. We love that. And Tessa, and Tessa does it so good. She does it so good. But guys, guys, it's switched. <gasps> she's the she's the grump, and he's the sunshine. Oh my god! Right, right. Okay, literally, literally, me. Um, mm-hmm. she, I think she said it herself. Basically, he's he's uh, he's like corporate Ted Lasso. Oh my. God. Um, like. Ted Lasso, something I saw online was like, Ted Lasso, if he liked butt stuff, is what somebody said. <laughs> like, like, that's what someone said online. That's the tagline of the novel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so, and, and, y'all, this is what got me to, it's a dual POV. I love it. Dual POV. Yeah, no, this is what got me because the first chapter was Stella. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Like she she tricked me because she got she started it with the female perspective, and then all of a sudden the next chapter it was his, and I was like, oh, here we go. Nom nom nom. <laughs> so to give you a little quick summary, I'm literally just gonna read you the back of the book because it's a poem. She wrote it like a poem. Amazing. So I will give you a dramatic reading Please. of this poem. Okay. Two weeks before Christmas and all through Manhattan, shop windows are decorated in red and green satin. I'm standing alone in front of the famous Vivant department store when a charming man named Aiden asks my opinion of the decor. It's a tragedy in tinsel, I say, unable to lie. He asks for a better idea with a twinkle in his eye. Did I know he owned the place? No, he put me on the spot. But I'm now I'm working for that man, trying to ignore that he's hot. Yeah. But as down, but as down, uh, but as a down on her luck girl with a difficult past, I know an opportunity when I see one, and I have to make it last. I'll put my heart and soul into dressing his holiday windows. I'll work without stopping, and when we lose the battle with temptation, I'll try and remember I'm just window shopping. <gasps> That's cute. That is cute as hell. Right? Stella said bah humbug. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Poetry. So, yeah, literal poetry. Um, But more in particular, so the kind of vibe that we're going for, I know I already said that it's Grumpy Sunshine. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But it's essentially he's big and wears a bow tie and she's small and wears like dark clothes and like tights all the time. She's like a black cat. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly like that. And I, I mentioned the tights and that might seem like a weird detail. But if you read the book, it's not. And that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My mind, imagination's running wild. Uh, And you know, because we know that Tessa Bailey's spicy scenes, they are so good. Are horny. Fucking tear. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. And so when I was, when, when y'all asked me to come on and I was like, okay, they want me to come on for their holiday episode. I'm definitely going to do window shopping, but I haven't read it in a bit. So I need to reread it. And I was taking notes in my note, uh, in my notes app. And I ended up sending a screenshot of my notes app. Cause I was just writing down thoughts as I was reading through it. And it was unhinged the things that I wrote down because absolutely I want to I want to tell you all that the first time that I wrote uh, wrote uh, read this book, I knew absolutely nothing about it other than that it was Tessa Bailey and it was Christmas and apparently it was supposed to be really good, um, and obviously very horny because Tessa Bailey, um, but in in the first two pages, mm-hmm. right. You get a like a line that genuinely resonated with me because the line was, don't trade emotional currency with strangers. You'll never get a refund. Preach. Right? And that was in the first two pages. The first two pages. And I was like, oh, okay. Damn. So Come at me, Tessa Bailey. Oh God. Literally, like a sentence later, Stella, like, because it's her POV, that chapter, was like, yeah, and I just got out of a four-year prison sentence a month ago. Oh and I was like, <laughs> no, literally. I was like, what? Like the whiplash. That's right? so fucking funny. Yeah, not even in a negative way, but in my notes app, it just said prison? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Because <laughs> I was like, she's so good at those like ridiculous starting pitches. Just <laughs> dropping a bomb from the get-go. This girl went to prison. This girl went to prison. This girl um what is a party clown. This girl <laughs> is- <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, uh Okay, sure. I mean, I'm down for anything. So essentially, in the grand scheme of things, it's a book about an ex-felon's second chance at doing the job of her dreams, which is dressing windows at apartment at department stores. Shut so up. like, yeah. So like the very the very first chapter, which all like all of that stuff aside, is she stops at a a window display in front of this Vivon department store and it's terrible. And she's like, in her brain, she's just stopping. And she's like, I don't normally like to go down Fifth Avenue, because it just hurts too much, because I know I'll never get to do my dream job. But I want to look and she's like, this is awful. And then in comes Ted Lasso, who's just like, wow, now I have to know what's going on in your head. And I, I will say at one point, at the beginning, I was like, if a guy came up to me on the street and started talking to me this way, I would be like, get the fuck away from me. 100%. But as the, as the conversation went on, as it went forward, I was like, okay, yeah. And also, we know this. You two know this. Your audience doesn't know this. But I am very easily pleased um, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to books. And I am, it is shocking how easy I am willing to suspend my disbelief oh, yeah. um, with with yeah with things that i would never in my real life ever exactly. forever at all. exactly hello progressive yeah. fey males am i right hello. yeah yeah exactly that i need you to um, kill people that touch me oh my god <laughs> like never Did you in cut real off life that guy's hands that's, for me kind of hot <laughs> no but like literally in the sense that like he comes up to her at this window and she is like mean to him essentially she's like 
pretty much get away from me. And he's just like, well, now I have to know what you're thinking. And me in real life was like, I, I would like slap this dude across the face and be like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And in the book, I'm like, wow, he <laughs> sees something in her. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, he's asking for her opinion. And I'm like, psychotic suspension of disbelief. Um, but I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to pass that. Um, I don't think it's a short read. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I need to explain much more about the plot past that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to say a few of the things that maybe would be considered a con and then end with my pros, just because there were a few things in this book uh, that just truly threw me off. Uh-huh. Um, and that was one, because she wrote it during the pandemic, she mentions the pandemic Right. Which, like, is not necessarily a con, but I have found in the few times that that's happened to me, throws me off. It's too breaking of the fourth wall. It's too much like real life. <laughs> Don't mention yeah, I'm Exactly. I'm like, uh, no. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. But then it also... She also mentions TikTok, which is fine. I don't... I care less when they mention social media. Yeah. But I think there was not one... But two mentions of the renegade dance, which <laughs> which is like there's no surer way to date this book <laughs> than to say that like I was taught the renegade dance and I was like, whoa, <laughs> time machine. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, Ugh! okay, and that brought me out. And then I also will say I love I love Tessa Be- uh, Tessa Bailey with my whole being. But sometimes she uses words or wording that shunts me right out because I'm like, what did you just say in a novel that you published that I purchased? (laughs) Um, So I'm going to read you a few weird quotes. Well, first of all, she uses the word tummy, which throws me off in a pornographic book. Tummy. She said, my, t- like, the, like, Stella from her perspective would say, my tummy. And I'm like, what? In, in, in like, a spicy scene context, or, like, just. Yeah. <laughs> Can you kiss my tum tum? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even remember off the top of my head if it was, like, her describing something. But she, I, I remember in a scene that was either, like, she was getting turned on or something. And then she said, my tummy. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Um, well, I'm desensitized as fuck. Tell me doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I heard yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Also, folks, um, who you've obviously been listening to Maggie and Jillian, and you know their taste. I am not fully on the monster porn train, <laughs> but Jillian is. So I'm not on the monster hey. porn train either. But we're here. Listen, <laughs> no, and no judgment with re- with reference to the monster. I porn. am. I am. And one day I will wear you down. <laughs> I am okay with it enough that it is our album art, basically. Yeah. The giant. No, and like, and truly, no judgment. I love to tease Jillian about it, but no judgment. But it's not my cup of tea. No. So Tummy did throw me off. Sure. Also, it is a very, not necessarily a plot point, but it's mentioned more than once that um, Aiden has a bubble butt. And so at one point she said, holy cakes. 
holy cakes that's funny holy cakes yeah right so that didn't even throw me off it was just funny yeah and then another at another point she said uh stella said she was hypnotized by the booty literally those words fucking funny as hell (laughs) (laughs) right and so like and and so that's kind of i have a few more but like those are the ones where it's like that's not even necessarily bad it's funny it's just my brain is not wired to see the words like tummy and booty and be like ah yes literature yeah but but, um i have three quotes that were like were so weird to me that kind of pulled me out a bit but not even like I still enjoyed them but there was one where from her point of view she said my vagina clenched so tight the very wind is knocked out of me and I went is this this a queefing reference (laughs) no no it's literally just like something he does she is so turned on by him she's like my vagina clenches so tight the very wind is knocked out of me i will say with the context in the novel i don't think that was the point but hey could be could tessa be. comment Tom, below, comment below tessa. <laughs> <Ooh>, no. um, <laughs> one of the other things that i was kind of i was reading this and then i went oh was uh it was an aiden chapter and he said the very second I give myself permission to beat off. And I was like, oh, oh, it was like a heel turn. I was like, oh, okay, we're going there. And yeah, literally. And I was like, oh, and also I, I will, I will give Tessa this. I am so not used to seeing like male solo pleasure in a romance. And I'm like, and I understand why, because most of the time this genre tends to gravitate towards a certain audience, which is tends right. to be more female based right. because they don't get it. Jillian, you need to read. You need to read a Court of Silver Flames. <laughs> Just no spoilers. <laughs> I was thinking it's not the okay. only book that I've read male self pleasure scenes in. <laughs> no, but that, but that's what I said. I'm like I'm like meaning no, more. It's not as common, so I wasn't as used to seeing it. And then I was like, oh, jump scare. But it wasn't actually a jump scare. So I side note about that. One of the things about male yeah. pleasure scenes. That's male self-pleasure scenes. Male self-pleasure. Well, just really any kind yeah. of male. Male POV. I always have to check with Nate to ask if that's actually a thing. No. Like there's um in uh in Crescent City, like the male characters would talk about how their balls would tighten when she says a something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I asked Nate. I was like um just that is that a thing he went no that's not a thing <laughs> that's not a thing. i would rather not know <laughs> i would just believe you want to believe it's I true just, i just want to believe in christmas <laughs> and then the last the last one that i wrote down that like it was another aiden chapter and they were like getting into it and he said the line I need to feel her milk me. Like, <laughs> nope. I no, that's what I mean. It's that, like, I'm like, I understand the concept, but I hate it. I hate it. When you're like, let it. me I... milk the dick. No. Milking is, is one of the worst ones. Like I can, like, there are so many people who have like so many issues with these different word choices. There are so many of those that other people have a problem with that I can get past, but milking, no. I have to like glaze over it. I have to like, let my Don't eyes glaze. Like... 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just block it out of your mind. But I see where you were going. <laughs> that was that was the last that was the last thing so that I wrote did. down that kind of pulled me out. But like overall, I love this book. It was so fun. Basically, if Hallmark made a porn movie, it would be this book. Like yeah. Hallmark After Dark, like yeah. Hallmark Adult Just Swim. It was this book because it was, it was whimsical. And it's like, I don't really, I'm not a big like department store girly. I don't generally tend to go to the department stores, but I love the like the classic. I, I think of also like Marvelous Miss Maisel, that kind of department store vibe. Like that's mm-hmm. what I was picturing here. And again, it was like, she's getting a chance to dress these windows, but like the consent in this book, sexy as hell. Consent is sexy. Mm. And then Love the it. dirty talk, sexy. If Tessa Bailey is so good, if I thought it's so good at the so fucking good at the dirty, dirty talk. talk, and I think it works ten times more in this because he's such like yeah. a nice guy. Like part of his part of his thing is that again, she's an ex felon. She's out of prison, so she's like, I'm not good enough for him. And then he's like, she thinks I'm too nice. And then we'll like go into her ear, and he's like. Do you really want to see how mean I can be to you, essentially? No, like, guys, this is what I'm saying. I'm gripping the table. (laughs) Please mean me. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, so, yeah, so you have all of those moments where he's just like, do you really want to see? Like, it's it's essentially a, like, I'm nice during the day, but not everyone can handle me at night type thing. Well, That's the, yeah, exactly. Whatever you but got. exactly. Yeah. Like come at me. Um, literally. And, <laughs> and so, but like the, during the day part is that I li- I think I said this at the beginning of the podcast, I'm a slut for a panic attack. I, I love the one character is having a panic attack. The other character needs to bring them down. <laughs> But like I was just talking to Maggie about this because one of one of the books that y'all did earlier, you did Daughter of the Drowned Empire. There is a scene multiple times in those books where the female lead is having a panic attack and the and the love interest is like, I'm here with you. It's okay. It's I, I think it goes back to like one of my love languages <laughs> is like feeling seen essentially. Like somebody somebody noticing enough about you to yeah, care and to know what you want. You. Which is why like any exactly someone understanding you and understanding that like oh shit something is happening i'm gonna help you through it yeah, yeah, yeah so there's a panic attack he's there for her and i'm like oh this book um but yeah i mean i feel like i've talked about it a lot at this point i would give it a read it is a quick quick little holiday one-off how many star- um, stars i would give it four stars because again like i I would definitely read parts of it again. I already, I already have it in physical. I read it on my Kindle, but like I have it in physical because there's definitely scenes, not just the porn, but scenes that I would read again, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I would go through and read the whole thing, but I highly suggest it to everyone. Peppers? Four. Four peppers. Because, because, and the reason I give it that is that like there are, there are, it's not like half the book is sex or anything, but a good chunk of it, even if they're not actively having sex, is them thinking right. about boning. It's it's each other. a four is a very good so sweet spot for for peppers. It's it's 
there's still book happening. <laughs> yeah, there's still a plot, and there's still like sh- but there's but there's porn yeah, because she because she has that really helps you. Get yeah, through. she has she has a goal, and he has a goal that has that doesn't have to necessarily do with like boning each other, but mm-hmm. that's that's a real that's a real big tangential goal. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. Wow. Wait, wait. Did you want to hear oh. sorry, I'm so sorry. Did you want to hear some one star reviews that I found? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so I do. Sorry. Yes. Um so one of the first ones that I found, which made me laugh out loud because this is also a moment that I thought of. Um, this was a one star by someone named Alyssa, and the title said did not finish. And the <laughs> I was like, cool. Um, they certainly did. Ayo. Ayo. Uh, it said, I had to stop reading after the main character got a boner thinking about picking out wedding china with her. What the fuck? No. No, I love that. Right? Though, actually. No, that's what I mean. Did that was get a, a boner thinking about, like, putting together a wedding registry with me? <laughs> yeah. People love me if you don't get Yeah, that. if you're not hard while we're in the Target <laughs> with the scanner machine, uh, yeah. do you even love me? <laughs> I, I was like, that's crazy, because that was one of the biggest pluses I saw in this book, is the fact that he was so turned on by the thought of being domestic with her. That's so funny. You um, don't get it. If you don't get it, just say, hey, listen, if you're boring, just say that. If you don't know what the female gaze is, just just say it and then the other one that i found that was just funny it just the 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 title just said straight up porn i was like yeah and it said this seems like a nice christmas book buyer beware it is like reading porn it is it's almost like it is the porn but (laughs) i was like it's almost like it's hessa bailey this is this is this is the, the problem that you run into with the cartoon cover romance. Mm. Is some people pick up those cartoon cover romances yeah. and they're like, "This book's gonna be cute." You don't know that how filthy the inside of that book is. <laughs> and what's, I was gonna say, what's crazy is that you some of them are just really sweet little romances, and then some of them <clears throat> are filthy filth. Yeah, no, and like, and window shopping is especially deceiving, I think, because there's no people on the front. It's just a window. Oh. So, like, you could look at it and, like, that could very easily be, like, Dash and Lily. Hey, listen. Bring back no. clinch covers. You pick up a clinch cover yeah. romance, you know what the fuck you're getting. Yeah. but And also walk around in public with that thing. Own your truth. So, on to my book. Yes, on to Maggie's book. Yes. What, what have you got? Okay, so speaking of um, books that are, like... I was expecting spicy, and it actually was just a sweet little three peppers. Oh no! Wait, Aww. let me look at the spice level again. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a three. Uh, it's it's like an implied like spicy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Um, but it's okay because I was kicking my little legs. I was squealing. I was going. <laughs> this entire book and here's why it took me a while I told you guys that I was really scared that I was not going to have a book for this episode recording um I had read three books one was um the most boring nutcracker retelling I've ever read in my life and I was so sad because I was really excited about that 
two was a love triangle. And I don't know why I would have even liked it because it was a cheating trope. And I just, hate, uh, I just hated yeah. everybody. I hated everybody, the whole book. Everybody I hated. So I was really sad and it was dark and scary. And I was really scared. I wasn't going to have anything. And then Friday night. I just happened to stumble upon. It is Monday, by the way, while we record for anyone who doesn't know. So literally three days ago, Friday, I was saved by a cat cafe Christmas. (gasps) Look at it. Oh my God, Mags. Oh my God, Maggie. A cat cafe Christmas. Maggie! Let me give you the cutesy little premise. (laughs) Okay, so this book. Ben Reese is a marketing guru who's not an animal person. Oh my uh, god. Of course he's not. From Boston. And he just doesn't really get the whole animal thing. Okay. Of course he doesn't. But he's a marketing guru and he's really smart and he loves projects. Enter Kara Ingalls. She's a veterinarian. She is, uh, she's a big cat lover and she and her friend Charity, who is, um, an incredible baker, open the Meow and Forever Cat Cafe. Meow and Forever! (laughs) Oh my God. Where? I'm telling you, this is what I was doing the entire book. It's just cuteness after cuteness. (laughs) Okay, y'all, Maggie (laughs) Jill. Y'all, Maggie and Jillian and I were talking about this literally earlier about how <laughs> you're almost desensitized to it at this point where it's like you can read again like the raunchiest, dirtiest, sluttiest yes. book of your life and you just have like a stoic face like you could read that shit on the subway in a public oh, library. Yeah. It does not in church. It doesn't matter where at you work. read it at work. <laughs> But, like, the second it's a book like the one Maggie's describing, that is when you're, like, you read something and you, like, and, yeah, you screech, your hands covering your mouth, you're throwing the book across the room, and it's, like, again, that's the female gaze. That's it. That's it. I, so, again, (laughs) this book is not that spicy, but, boy, is it hella cute. Oh, my God. And I was dying. I was dying. I was freaking out over this book. So, um character so Kara Ingalls she's a veterinarian from Alabama and and he's from Boston and he's from Boston my uh, god they could not be more opposite like he was a boy she was a girl can I make it any more obvious <laughs> <laughs> and part of the meow and forever cafe by the way can't say that name enough I'm gonna no. say it a million uh part of the meow and forever cafe is this it's a little coffee shop bakery that also has rescue cats. They have a separate kennel in the back where they, Kara runs the rescue and is a vet. So she kind of helps all of these cats get healthy. And then they can, they bring the cats out into the cafe and you can pay to have social hour, drink your coffee <laughs> with one of the cats and you can adopt the cats. <laughs> Taylor's crying. <laughs> And I'm really sad that we don't have something like that here. Um, I think there might be something like that. So maybe. Okay, we need to Google it. But anyway, so one of my favorite things about this book, it is in Opposites Attract. They couldn't be more opposite. They start out not like enemies, but they start out definitely like 
God, I hate that guy. He was such a jerk. She's such a know-it-all. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time... And the whole time they're like, oh, we could never work. We're so different. Yeah, you're going to fall in love, you little stupid little motherfuckers. Look at you stupid little people in your stupid little book. You don't know that you're going to fall in love with each other. <laughs> you don't even know that you're going to fall in love. I know that you're going to fall in love. I know you're going to fall in love. It is going to be great. <laughs> so we open with... Um, Okay, actually, let me start with this. Mm-hmm. So every chapter has an advertisement for one of the cats. Oh, um, oh my God, that, you're joking. I'm sorry. I'm not like- every chapter starts with um, some kind of cat that it's like they post on Instagram, like this is our cat of the week or whatever. So every chapter has one of these. And God, the names are so good. We have Robin Hood is an orange tabby with gorgeous golden eyes and purrs for days. But watch out. He'll steal your heart and your food. Because he's Robin Hood. Right. He's a little thief. Okay. So I I highlighted some of my favorite cat names. Oh, please. We're going to go through them. We have Possum Sauce. <gasps> we have Taco, Taco Angus. Uh, Katie Purry. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. We have Meowwise Gamgee and Meowdor. Meowdor has one eye. So oh my like, god! He's like the one eye of Sauron. He's Meowdor. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> do Tiny they... Tim. Wait, so wait, wait. So did he have one eye? The cat has one eye. Oh, so they. So he didn't have two. He doesn't have two. He has one. <laughs> do you know how math works? Do you know how eyes work? Wait, okay, so he has one eye. <laughs> the cat has one eye, Jillian. <laughs> And they called him Meowdor because he's like the one eye of Sauron. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm so sad that I had to explain that joke to you. <laughs> Did you not understand that I was fucking with you that whole time? Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Jillian, you were selling it enough at that point. I was like, wait, wait, is she for real? What's it happening? kept going and I wasn't sure. <laughs> it kept going because you kept you can't I was getting a little mad. <laughs> Maggie's over here like, I'm just trying to talk about my fucking cats. And Jillian is over here. Oh my god. I was lighting me. (laughs) I've had two glasses of wine. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. So then we have Tiny Tim. Classic. He's a munchkin cat. Of course. Um, Couple more. Spicy Wasabi. (gasps) Comfort and Joy. They're bonded sisters. It's around Christmas, so. And then uh, eggnog. Again, good. so good. good. But my personal favorite is Fluffernutter McFluff. <gasps> uh, there it is. So good. They just went for it with the fluff. That's so good. So, yes. Really good. Super cute. And the whole time, the cats are just, it kills you. So, back to Ben and Kara. So, they open up and... The cafe hasn't opened yet, and there's a line down the street. Mm-hmm. And Ben is works at this marketing firm, and he's like, oh, yay, there's some traffic coming to this cafe. Because he and his coworker put in an ad in the newspaper, like, if you go to take a photo at this cafe, then you could enter to win a free gift card on, you know, out of our, right, the sure. newspaper, all of this stuff. And he's like, oh, good, there's lo- there's traffic at this cafe. That's exciting. And 
Kara shows up and he doesn't know who she is at first. And she shows up and she wears like bright colors. So good. And she's like wears polka dots and like this bright green like pea coat and all of this stuff. And she was walking a cat on a leash, which is just great. And he's like, and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, well, what do you mean? There's people waiting for the cafe to open. And she's like, yeah, but why are they all here? And he's like, oh, well, you know, we put in this ad. And she's like, why would you do that? And at this point, he's like, what, lady, what's your problem? I'm- and then he finds out she's the she's the owner of the cafe or she's the co-owner. Um, and she's all upset that all of these people are here. And they're going to take pictures of, what are you kidding me? Um, and she had had a bad morning. Her water was shot off, all of that. And so they have like a bickering thing and then they go off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I really wish you wouldn't have put that ad out. Like, this is really just a wrench in my day. It's already going bad and this is worse. So she goes and like runs the cafe. So you find out that Kara is not into social media at all because she has a very dark past. Ooh. Was so, she in prison for four years? Was she in prison for four no, years? No, oh. but she was arrested <gasps> because... Oh. She, her previous fiance um, was named Worthy. His name was like Ferris Worthington and they call him Worthy. Ew. Jerk. So not so worthy. Not so worthy. Um, And he and Kara fell in love. She had worked at um, another Mm -hmm. nonprofit and Worthy was a con man. And basically had a relationship with her, all of this stuff. And she was working at this nonprofit and they were in love. And then he hacked into her computer or she let him use her computer. I don't think he even like hacked it, but she, he was her fiance. So it was like, fine. Um, And basically like embezzled thousands, even millions of dollars of these people's donations. From a nonprofit? From a nonprofit, a bunch of people's donations. He took all of them. And there was this huge, like, blowout case. This was two years ago. They both got arrested <gasps> for it and because she worked there. She was, yeah. I'm sorry, I think she was actually the director of fundraising. Oh, my God. And it was awful. And so they both got arrested. And there was this whole, like, thing that came out about him. And there was speculation that she was involved. Eventually, they they kind of decided she wasn't. But the media right, it kept already calling her. Up. Yeah the wife of the Grinch Aww. is basically what the media kept calling her. And so since then she has deleted her social media. She stays away from it and she doesn't want people to dig up who she is, but she really wants to help these cats and run this cafe. And it really took a lot of convincing from her friend who's the baker to run it. And it made, and it made her, you know, it made her decide, you know what? It doesn't matter. Cats are what's important. So I'm going to do this. And she's like a vet and she's working like way below what she should be making so that she can make this cafe work. So Ben, of course, is a marketing guy. He's like social media, you know, press, all of this stuff. Let's do it. PR. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they get off to a rough start. Then Ben is also, he just bought a house in this area. I think it's in California somewhere. And he's remodeling his house with his friend had just had this bickering thing with Kara and he is with his coworker talking about it and how, you know, that girl that like we 
you know, we know that cafe, blah, blah, blah. Well, the owner is just, you know, she just, we just got into a tizzy, but whatever. I'm hoping that she got some good press. And then you hear, and he's like, what is that? And then he goes, wait, I think that's a meow. And he finds a little kitten inside one of his vents. And he's not an animal person. So he's like, I don't know what to do with this thing. But the cat will not go near. It's a little orange tabby too. It's a I like, baby. I'm not joking. I have literal tears in my eyes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I was dying when they were describing the little blue eyes looking at him from in, from inside the air vent. <laughs> and how he was covered in soot. Taylor's literally crying. <laughs> I, guys, here's the thing. I can't physically go into petco's anymore because no. because then i'll walk by the little the little mm-hmm. display areas and i know i know that most of those cats get adopted but the fact that they're just sitting in there i already have two cats at home um <laughs> i can't know. adopt them all but every time i go in it makes me unbearably sad because i wish i could just take them home and i'm like you deserve a home so the fact that this cat was in an air vent and covered in soot is... and he was a baby a baby. baby so he finds this cat and i was literally going <laughs> like audibly right i'm laying in bed next to nate and i'm going <laughs> So he finds the cat and he's like, well, what do I do with it? I don't know what to do. And there in his, he, and he, the cat literally looks at his friend and hisses and then curls up against Ben. <laughs> and it's and is like all happy in Ben's arms. And then as soon as his friend, because Ben is like, I'm not an animal person. So his friend is like, okay, well, I'll take him. And the cat's like, won't let him near him. The cat's like, no, I've chosen. <laughs> I have chosen mine. I have chosen my person whether he likes it or not. Yeah. So <laughs> so they're like, what do we do with this cat? And and Ben is like, are there any, you know, rescues open right now? It was like a Saturday or something. He's like, no, the only one. And he went, oh, I know one rescue that's probably open right now. And so he has to go back to the cafe with this little baby. What a baby. And, and he goes back and he runs into her and she's like, oh, it's you. And then he's like, okay, so um, I'm here to drop off this cat because, like, I don't know what to do with it. And she's like, we don't have, we can't really take a kitten right now. Like, he needs to be in a foster home right now. And and we don't have any fosters. So you're going to have to foster him. And Ben is like, I can't foster a kitten. I have no idea. I don't know anything about cats. And she said, okay, well, I, I don't have any other options for you maybe I could take him, but I already have three fosters. She's taking care of fosters too at home. She already has her one cat and then she's got three fosters she's taking care of because it's the holidays and people are not fostering cats. So Ben is forced to take care of this cat. Oh. And it's funny because the cat is literally a devil to every other person. Except for him. Except for him. Oh my God. We love a hates everyone except for you trope, except this time it's for a cat. And its owner. <laughs> He's so cute. So anyway, they end up like bonding over this foster. He ends up having to keep the kitty longer than he intended. And then Please at tell one me point, he foster fails. I want to hear that. And then at one so point, bad. like he gives they find him a foster and he's like, oh, okay. And he kind of gives it back. And then the foster woman comes back and is like, I cannot keep this cat. 
He's ruining everything. He knocked over my father's urn. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing. The book is so funny. The book is hilarious. So Kara's like, oh no, I can't. Well, what am I going to do with this little kitten? Because you can't keep a kitten with a bunch of adult cats Mm -hmm. when it can't be vaccinated or anything like that. So she calls Ben up. At this point, they've developed a little more of a relationship. She's like, hey, would you mind taking the kitten back? And he says, you know, the house was kind of quiet without him. I wouldn't mind taking him back for a little while, just until New Year's (laughs) or whatever. Anyway, you can kind of decide for yourself what happens after that. But this book is a three peppers now. As if the peppers were instead like cupcakes with how sweet it is, this is five cupcakes. Ten cupcakes. New scale alert. Actually, no, yeah. Everything needs to be cupcakes and peppers now. So we now we have stars and peppers and cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> stars, peppers, cupcakes. You gotta keep up. Uh, okay. This is five cupcakes. This, this is five cupcakes. This is the sweetest little book with all of the kitties and they're just the cutest things and then their relationship is really sweet too because oh i forgot to tell you about ben's past so kara obviously major trust issues issues when it comes issues issues (laughs) i was gonna say i don't even remember what her name is because i'm so invested in this cat This is about a cat, as far as I know. Romance, romance. Who? This is about a man who learns to love the cat. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much to this book, not just the cats, but God, the cats are so good. So Ben's backstory. Obviously, Kara has major trust issues. Mm -hmm. Issues. Has major trust issues, and with any men, Ben has major trust issues as well because he just got out of relationship with his fiance who ended up being in love with his brother the whole time no no No. gotten married (gasps) him instead of ben and so he's not he's not speaking to his family because they're all like, please, your brother, all of this, you know, they're they're from Boston. So your brother. All oh, stuff. Please, no, fuck brother. the family. Absolutely not. No, but I'm that's what I'm saying. But like the brother is like trying to make amends and he's got trust issues with women because he's like how that she was in love with me the whole time and then she shows up one day gives me the ring back and says i've actually been in love with your brother so they both have major trust issues in their relationships and it's a really sweet story about like healing your past trust issues healing your trauma and coming together and and learning to love anew and also with cats. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Very that's the most important part. Yeah. And they call they have this really great term that they coin for each other because they start to obviously have a thing for each other. Spoiler, it's a romance. And they have a thing for each other, but they call each other um their heel bound. So it's instead of a rebound, it's we're just going to it's a heel bound. We're in this friendship we're not going to label it situation situation ship and 
we're going to be casual and we're going to learn how to trust again. The whole point of the, our relationship here is about honesty and building trust again, because you and I both have experienced some major trauma with that in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet. That's I can't so get it. I can't talk enough about how sweet it is. Five cupcakes. Five cupcakes. Five cupcakes. How many stars? I would say five stars. I mean, this is the cutest. Period. Cutest little Christmas book. They they do with the 25 Days of Catmus, where they do giveaways at the cafe. There's all kinds of cute things going on, guys. And I'm going to read to you a quick little. Yes. This is There's no one-star reviews. There's no two-star reviews. Although this book did come out, like, in October. Mm -hmm. It's only been out for a little while. But this one three-star review I just thought was funny. This was fine because of the cats. The people drove me a bit crazy, but then that may be me. One problem I did have was with the whole adopting a cat without seeming to check any kind of references or anything. Why are people going for real realism? Literally, I in these books. Why are people so obsessed? What checkings for references on what? Uh, but I have adopted many shelter cats, and it is not just a case of walking in and saying, give me that one and walking away. Anyway, light reading for the season. Um, I think why that that's all we're concerned why about. Are you, why <laughs> if I recall my first cat, Puck, it was exactly that. I walked into the shelter and I said that one, and they said, $25, please. It's the summer and there was a sale. <laughs> and I said, okay. And I gave them the $25 and then I got a cat. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how you got Silas. I am. Too. I'm pretty sure that's how I got Silas too. They said, fill out this questionnaire. And I said, great. And then they said, you can go look at cats now. And I said, great. And I said, I would like that one, please. That's why I got Sammy too. Yeah. That's that's, that's how, how you adopt a cat at a shelter. I don't know what this bitch is talking well, about. I was, I was <laughs> talking, I was talking to a I was talking to my friend uh, who just she's been a dog person and she just recently got a cat and like she had to like pay her apartment fee and like she had to pay quite a few fees for that and I was talking to her I'm like I feel like with cats you have two options you're either paying an absurd amount because you have like living fees or like the shelter that you're going through like there's a whole little process or you literally find the cat off the street and you're like you're mine now and you and you take them home mm -hmm. yeah that's it <laughs> that's, that's it, it. Two, that's the dichotomy of cat inheritance is those yes. two options Exactly. So guys, that was a cat cafe Christmas. I'm so happy I found it and it's in my life. Um, I think I, I think you need to pitch this book to some studio. Um, pitch it to Netflix. For, for a movie. I yeah, pitch they it to need Netflix. to make a movie. Pitch it to Netflix. I have to do this movie. I have to. So Jillian. So um what do you have for us, Jillian? I'm for your so worried. Rack? I am so worried. Thank you all for coming to my show. Today, we're going to be talking about beatings from Krampus. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was going to be Krampus. I knew it was going to be Krampus. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Naughty So Nice Book 2, Beatings from Krampus, Monster BDSM Erotica by Latexa Nova. <laughs> this is book two? Yeah, it's not like a series... It's like a romance series where, like, they're all about different couples. I haven't read any of the other ones. Only this one about Krampus. So, okay, but, like, but are the other ones about, like, different holiday people? Like, the Easter Bunny? It's it's Naughty So Nice is the name of the series. So, you use your imagination. I oh think so. Oh, my God. Um, I'm looking up an image of Krampus just to refresh. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the cover? 
All right, we have a horned oh kind of goat man, just mm-hmm. for reference for everybody. A horned kind of goat man. Um, got and, kind of- and the thing about Krampuses in romance novels is that they all have a really long tongue. Also. Oh, good. It's too long, some might say. Um, but fruit, fruit being Krampus. And this book is 80 pages long, so to tell you the premise, I will basically be telling you the whole thing. Okay. Um, Because it is, like, 80 pages long. Spoilers for the Krampus So, book. spoilers for beatings from, for, from Krampus. <laughs> so, Kendra is in kind of, like, a shitty time of her life. So, like, she had been with this guy for, like, a long time. This is a different version of the cover that's on Goodreads. The version of the cover on Goodreads, I just want to clarify, is just a man with a beard, (laughs) but he has photoshopped on horns and a very long spirally tongue. And he's holding a pair of female legs that are upside down for some reason. Um, and But anyway, so Kendra is in a very bad time in her life where her, her boyfriend left her for her sister after like <gasps> cheating on her another and then, thing. and then yeah and then um he didn't want her to go to the wedding at all because he was like that's awkward and then she her sister was like basically like being shitty and wanted to like rub it in her face so she made her a bridesmaid <gasps> and then like at the wedding the groom like corners her and like tries like what yeah and she's like no and she tries to tell her sister about it and her sister's like you're just trying to ruin the wedding and like pushes her and like pushes her into the wedding cake and the wedding cake gets knocked over and like all of her family is mad at her and like everyone hates her and Kendra's like fine you want me to ruin this wedding I'll ruin the fucking wedding it sounds like she really cramped their style oh (laughs) period wow Wow. (laughs) and so she goes um back into like the the like ceremony area and um she fucks the priest who is the officiant and also the groom's brother (laughs) and she fucks the priest bent over the altar wait so wait oh oh no but is he bent over the altar or is she bent over the altar he is fucking her bum from behind and then the doors open he finishes the doors open the whole wedding walks in (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) and he's like, oh my God, my life is ruined. And everyone's like, get out. And she's like, bye. And she's like, I am now in a time in my life where I just want to be fucking bad because everything, everyone thinks I'm bad already. So I'm just going to be bad. So she, she goes out and she like goes to a bar and she gets like drunk. She goes home with like these two guys and she like wakes up and they're like all tangled, like together bodies in the bed. And she's like, we boned. And, but then they wake up and they're like, they're like, oh, like, are you finally awake? Like, we've been waiting all night for this. Like, they didn't do anything with her last night while she was drunk because they didn't want to take advantage of her. They waited until she woke up. Hot. And then consent. And um, and then they're like, Do you really want this, Kendra? And she and they're and they try to remind her of their names. And she goes, No, it's way more bad if I fucking a stranger. Don't tell me your names. And so she refers to them as like nicknames in her head. She refers to them as cheekbones and red, because one of them is ginger and one of them has like this girl is legendary. <laughs> so they have a threesome great um and it's hot and <laughs> she even got the main part i know i was like she said hot girl christmas and krampus hasn't even shown up yet literally literally chapter one here's one of the things i highlighted which is why i decided fuck it 
I'm done being nice. I'm done being things for other people. I have no fucks left to give. The fucks quota has been maxed out. It's no more. It has ceased to be. (laughs) You know what, girl? Same. Same. Oh my gosh, same. Yeah, period. And so they have this threesome and then they finish and she's like, that was great. And they're like, we should like get your number and like hang out sometime. And she's like, no, we fucked as strangers. And that was the point. And now we have to like not be. And they're like, well, if you want to like be like that and like fuck strangers and like get into some real shit, the Krampus knock is happening tonight. And it's like this Krampus walk and like everyone's going to like dress up as Krampus. And it's like a parade during the day. But after after dark it's basically like a major orgy and then like the girl who lasts the longest and like gets into the most shit is like crown queen at the end and and she's like great i would love to go to this and they're like we could take you there and she's like fine pick me up at 10 and so she dresses up and like this at night at 10 p.m at night <laughs> maggie's like at at the evening she's not in bed <laughs> What part of we're being bad did you not understand? (laughs) Maggie, Maggie, we have to pretend we're in our 20s again. No, this lady is not. We are in our 20s. I think she's like 30. Anyway, um, uh, she's also a thick queen, which we love. Yes. And um, so they pick her up at 10. And they're sitting like in a truck and it's like a bench seat. So they're all sitting in the front seat. She's sitting in the middle and the, and red is sitting on one side and cheekbones is driving. And then she's giving cheekbones road head and she's mm. getting fingered by red. And, and it's like a whole thing. And then they get there and like immediately upon getting there, like she, the hood is put over her head. She's strapped to a St. Andrew's cross. She's like, has to take like 25 lashes to even like get into the thing to, to do like the whole thing. And then like, it's just like montage of her, like fucking so many people. She can't even count it. And like, be like, just like full, like BDSM orgy all night. And she's like, this is crazy. Wow. And meanwhile, I'm like, is it just going to be Krampuses in costumes? Like, is there not a real Krampus in this book? Adventure. And then she ends up in like a Coliseum. She's like one of like several women that are just still like just getting like fucked and knocked around. And and then she outlasts all of them. And then at the end, they're like, <laughs> so she gets crowned queen. And then she's like, fine, I'm their queen. I want them to like chase me a little bit. And so- <laughs> If you sexy run, I'll sexy chase you. <laughs> chase me a little bit. And then she's like, I'm your queen, so I'm going to run. And whoever catches me gets to do whatever they want. Okay. And and so she... <laughs> so she runs off and she, like, runs under the bleachers. And, like, all of these crompuses and costumes are, like, chasing her. And then she, like, runs off and, like, runs into a tent at some point And, like, falls onto, like, a pile of pillows in this tent. And just, like, waits for whoever's going to come. And then somebody comes, and it's a Krampus, and he's much larger than all the other Krampuses that she remembers. And he's like, you've been a bad girl, Kendra, and oh, knows no. her full name, and says her full name, and she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, he doesn't doesn't acknowledge it. He's just like, fucking a priest at your sister's wedding. That's <gasps> pretty naughty. And she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, you're going to have to have some punishment for that. <laughs> and then she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you don't speak unless you're fucking spoken to. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, again, not me and my brain being like, um, if I was in that situation and somebody knew my name, I would be like, a uh, stalker, like, we're not talking about a literal fucking Krampus. <laughs> um, realistically, 
<laughs> she thinks that it is a guy in a costume at first. It is sort of gradual throughout this um, very heavy BDSM scene that they now find themselves in. Okay. Um, that she discovers hmm, his tongue shouldn't be able to do that if it's, <laughs> if it's a costume tongue. And because he's like behind her and like standing behind her and she's like st- and then he's like rubbing on her and then his tongue goes over the front and like is down goes in different places it's too long it's too long it shouldn't be able it's, to do that it's fruit by the foot the fun goes on and listen and on. It, it goes, it on, goes and on, on and on and on and on and it is absolutely fucking filthy y'all <laughs> It is absolutely fucking filthy. Oh um, they get up to some shit. <laughs> See, this is the one that took me out, and this and this this was too much for me. So you know it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Summarize, please. There was figging in this book. What? Are you familiar with the term figging? No. And I'm really honestly terrified to find out. I'm so scared. Yeah, you don't want to know, but you're going to find out. I I was unfortunately forced to fucking urban dictionary this while I was reading the book. Okay. Um it is when <laughs> Wait, maybe uh, let me google it. Yeah, you want to urban dictionary it? Go Hold ahead. And, okay. Oh, urban dictionary thinking. Oh. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, how would that would be awful i know and i was reading it and i was like no i can feel that like as i'm reading it like i can feel it happening and i burn and i that would burn that would burn and that would throw off my ph so much it it says cause pain and extreme horniness and i'm like who says (laughs) who says Hey, listen, if you're into pain, and guess what? Miss Kendra is into pain. Clearly. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, t- he was like, I'm going to fig you tonight. And I was like, what? Type, 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 type. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but this Krampus, very attentive. The safe word is there. The consent is there. The checking in. It's all happening. It's a very well written and and good representation of a BDSM scene, but it is happening with the Krampus. So they um, engage in this whole scene, and she and at the end of it, she's like, "This is the best I've ever had. I will never have anything better." And she's like, "And she's like, am I ever going to see you again?" And he's like, "Listen, I've got to go. I've got a job to do. You think Santa is delivering all that coal? You think he's going to get his hands dirty? No, that's my job. I got to go." And and he's like, but if you want to see me again, this will just have to be very, very naughty. Oh my god. And then at the end, like he he disappears and then she has like a Christmas card. Uh oh, no, cheekbones and red show back up and they're at the campgrounds and they're like, Hey, check this out, it looks just like you. And it's like a Christmas card that's like stuck under the windshield of the of the truck that they drove in on. And I took the card in my hand. It was a Christmas card. Well, sort of. It said, Season's Beatings. And underneath it was an illustration of Krampus licking a woman that looked just like me with his hand on her ass mid-spank. Oh my god. (laughs) I couldn't stop grinning. I can't wait to ruin the family Christmas party. I definitely need to be punished after that. Oh my god. And that's the end of this little novella um but stay tuned for the next installment of naughty is so nice mischief before christmas which i have not read um but i think 
has something to do with smell. Um, magical <laughs> pranksters? I don't know what that one's about. But um, yeah, so that that's what happened in Seasons Beatings. How did I know? Uh, oh, in, it, um, in Beatings from Krampus. How did I know it was going to be about Krampus? I had this thought in my brain. I was like, Christmassy, monster. She's, it's got to be Krampus. Got to be Krampus. If that if you're looking for if you're looking for monster BDSM erotica, you found it. It's five stars. Um, I, <laughs> my it's probably four stars for me. Sure. Um, uh, what? <laughs> it's probably four stars for me. Um, I don't. So five stars again is because no, of the, the, it's only it only lost oh. a star because of the faking. <laughs> That's where she drew the line. And 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 yeah, I think I, it's like and. <laughs> This happened and Andrew was in the room while I was reading it and Andrew was like, What's happening? And I'm like, Figging is happening? And he goes, Oh, yeah. Did you did we find the line, Jillian? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's not stopping me from it's not enough to make me stop reading. <laughs> but it's definitely but, um, it's I'm, giving me pause. Uh, it's giving me pause. Um, but Five, yeah, other yeah. than that, four stars. All right, so that was uh, sorry, can you say the title one more time? Uh, it, oh, uh, yes, it was Beatings from Krampus by Latrexanova. Thank you. So, so five, five peppers and four, four stars. stars. I love that. A like one cupcake. So it was a little sweet. To wrap up this fantastic holiday episode, everybody, <laughs> Taylor. Yeah. If you could describe window shopping in terms of mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Oh, in terms of mouthfeel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. In terms of mouthfeel. Okay. Don't think, just say. Just, okay. yeah. <laughs> in terms of mouthfeel, mm-hmm. you are, you're snuggled on the couch. Like, like me right now. Your viewers can't see mm-hmm. me. Viewers, listeners can't see me, but I have like a shawl on and I have a blanket on my lap. You're snuggled on your couch. Like the candles are lit. The, the fire is roaring, you know, tis the season. Yeah. Uh, you're cozy and you're actively eating a candy cane, you know, mm. because tis the season. And then from absolutely nowhere, someone comes up to you and just shoves the whole candy cane in your mouth and just slaps you across the face. <laughs> and it's like, it's like that video. It's like that, vi- that like vine where the girl's eating a McFlurry in the car and then yeah. they stop really short. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Just like that one. And then and then they start to walk away. And you're like, what the fuck? And then they turn around. And then they give you another candy cane. And then, like, a pat on the head. And then you're like, what the fuck? You're like, that was actually kind of and then And then you stare into the fire and ponder why you didn't necessarily choke when the candy cane was shoved into your mouth in the first place, yeah, just just it. You're you're just like staring off, and you're just like, okay. And you're just like, I just deep throated a candy cane, <laughs> and I did it like a champ. And I did it like a champ, <laughs> like a champ. Like I like love that. Champ. Yeah, that's good. That's okay, good. Yeah. That's Maggie. A cat cafe Christmas in terms of mouthfeel. Yeah, please. All right, so you're. I I feel like this is also a good like sitting on the couch book but then your kitties on your chest making biscuits oh yeah your little kitties on your chest making biscuits 
you're holding your book in one hand, you're petting it in the other, and you're putting your book down, and you're picking up your pe- peppermint mocha. Yes. yes. Sip, sip. Sippy sip, the whipped cream's getting on your mustache, and you you try to wipe it off, and then your kitty comes up and tries to like, get off your face. <laughs> and it's kind of rough, and you just kind of stop it, stop it, kitty. And then you put your then you put it down, and you and you pet your kitty, and that's it. Oh <laughs> that's gosh. the book for me. There's some like cutesy stuff. And there's some sad stuff, but not in terms of mouthfeel. That's it right there. That's the vibe. Cuddling with your kitty on the couch. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I want it. Yings from Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of mouthfeel. I really want to say we really ran the gamut this episode. I think we did. You walk into a bar late at night. You've come by yourself. You're wearing a very sexy little dress. And you sit down at the bar and a very attractive man in like a suit comes up to you and he goes, can I buy you a drink? And you go, yes. And he buys you your little Cosmo and you're chatting. And then out of nowhere, he pulls out just a peeled knob of ginger, raw ginger. <laughs> Not the ginger. And, the ginger. and forces your jaw down. So you do bite into it and your mouth just fills the ginger spice. And you're like, oh my God, it's so spicy. And then he slapped you in the face and he said, you've been a very naughty girl. And then, and then, and then he disappears. And you're just left to deal with that the rest of your night. Not even the night, the rest of your life. Yeah. You're just left thinking about what the fuck that was for the rest of your life. Um, But also in the back of your mind, you're like, that was so weird, but honestly, it was a little sexy of him. <laughs> it was a little sexy of him. And we I don't even like people. ginger. <laughs> we don't even like ginger. The jump we made from my book to yours was really... See, this is why I wanted to go last. <laughs> <laughs> was really... Because bringing, bringing beatings from Krampus um, last has so much more impact. <laughs> it really does. You have to build to it. But yeah, anyway, thanks so much for coming uh, to our show today. Tay thanks for thanks joining us and being Thank you for having me. Our first planned guest. We yeah. we pulled Andrew into the room and said, you're going to be on our podcast. And that's how Andrew yeah. joined for Gideon the Night. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Tay thank you so much. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas time. Okay. Uh, we will be taking a break um, for the next couple of weeks from our regular episodes. Um, we're going to do a couple of bonus content things going on, but we will see you guys in, in the, new, the year. new year. In the new, new year. year. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at Tea with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Give us a little 
book rack every once in a while too. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned, y'all. Love you.